Asalaamu As Alaikum people, welcome back to the After Maghrib podcast. Before we get into the discussion, I just wanted to talk to you about our sponsor for today's episode and that is Fakhra.co.uk, a premium clothing brand. If you want to look good this Shah Ramadan and at the same time support a worthy cause, then this is the brand for you. Whether it's hoodies, t-shirts, snapbacks, whatever you're looking for, check out Fakhra. That's right guys, today's sponsor Fakhra is running a special code where you can take an opportunity to take 20% off of whatever you order from Fakhra. And the amazing thing about it, the promo code is AFTERMAGHRIB313. You can't be more Shia than that. And that's nothing proud to have, proud to wear and inshallah you look good and feel good. Every donation you add on top of your purchase will go directly to the worthy cause. This is a brand which is built by a young sister who's built it from the ground up and we want to support her and thank her for supporting us. So help us use that 20% off code by checking the link in the description wherever you're watching the podcast. Hope you enjoy the episode. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to another episode on the After Maghrib podcast where today's conversation can be a bit mis mysterious at the same time a little spooky for many of you. I'm not sure if we have jinns beside us, but we'll find out throughout this conversation, inshallah. Before I begin, as always, I'd like to welcome my human, not a jinn, <laughs> co-host. Assalamu alaikum, Ahmed. Wa alaikum, how you doing? Alhamdulillah, how are you? I am a bit nervous to oh. have this conversation. I mean, maybe parts of the conversation are, are obviously a bit frightening, but maybe not. Obviously, mm. a lot of it's a reality for us. But we're not just talking about jinn today. No, we're we're not. talking about a few things. Uh, what, are we, what are we talking about, Sid? Inshallah, today we want to sort of understand, you know, the concept of evil eye, hasa, does it exist? Are there actually like magicians out there? What's going on? You know, this whole superstition conversation that people love to talk about. Yeah. And you know, you, the listeners, the viewers have actually requested this from us. So we're going to try our best at this. Absolutely, guys. Like Said said, this is a fantastic opportunity to address the things that you guys wanted to talk about. You asked us to talk about this. Hundreds of people voted for this to be discussed. So thank you. Thank you very much from the bottom of our hearts. And if this is your first time on the After Maghrib podcast, smash that like button, as we always say. And uh, you'll always get, to be honest, notifications when things are coming out. If you also click that notification bell on YouTube. And if you're obviously watching on or listening on Spotify or Apple podcast, you can also set up for notifications as well. Um, Sayyid. Hello, Sayyid. Can I just say, A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitan Rajeem first. Hello, Sayyid. I like that. Honestly, Sayyid, this is, you know, when we talk about Hasid, mm. a lot of people, firstly, don't know whether hasad or evil eyes exaggerated or even whether it exists. Someone mm. yesterday sent us a DM and they said, well, if evil eye, envy, hasad really yeah. exists, why does it only affect people who believe in it, not people who don't believe in it? You know, that's, that's a solid, uh, you said they DM this, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think that's a nice way to put it, although I don't fully agree with it. Right. But the fact that he, he is, a, is a guy, yeah, yeah. the fact that the brother mentioned this, um, that affects only people who believe in it, that means I think it's from the perspective of because people always think about Hasid, they blame everything on Hasid automatically. Mm. So it's not that it's not that Hasid is just affecting those who believe exists because technically it does exist Islamically. But if you are immersed in this world of you know thinking everyone's eyes is on you, you're gonna think it's only gonna affect the people who actually believe in it. 
Yeah. Does it make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And obviously the the con the conversation around hasad mm. and envy is something which is obviously not new to us. Yeah. It's not new to our communities. It's been going on since the time of Rasulullah Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And obviously we know that hasad and envy was something that was also directed towards him. Yes. That many yes. people, and you can imagine, this is a young, in the time of the Holy Prophet, he was a young guy, good looking, very smart, obviously very well mannered, respected as well. And out of nowhere, he goes mm. from having a handful of followers to within 10 years having over 100,000 believers, mu'mineen, who believed in the religion of Islam. A lot of anger was directed towards him. A lot of jealousy was directed towards him. And you know that word, use jealousy. Yeah. And that's where hasad actually really stems from. Okay. Like, like in, in, in all honesty, if someone is, uh, you know, putting their eyes on you, they're jealous of something that you have yeah. that they don't, that you have that they lack, that you're successful in and they're just miserable in. So, you know, and, and I think it's, it's very fair that we sort of try to uh, make the listeners and ourselves understand the difference between like hasad, jealousy, envy, and if there is something like Is good there actually envy. a difference between them? You know, je jealousy, I hope I'm right on this, by the way. Okay. Je jealousy is more of a way where, you know, you have something and I hate that you have it. Okay. So, mashallah, you are very handsome and I'm just... But you know that, that's all thing <laughs> because, yeah, because yeah. people can be for example you know jealous and hate the fact that you know you have some sort of god-given beauty whereas they don't look as attractive as they wish to be for example right, okay so that's like one thing the other thing is that for example you might be so successful in your financial life that you have you know no issues alhamdulillah i pray everyone has no issues paying bills and putting roof over their head some people lack that unfortunately yeah and they put their eyes on those individuals. Mm. You understand? So they're jealous of the fact that you have that and they don't. But then there is envy. Mm. And I think when it comes to envy, there's like two sort of avenues yeah, that no, you can I take. You mean, yeah. There's like bad envy yeah. and there's good envy. Do you, I see where do you know from. the difference between like jealousy and envy? Or I think I understand it. Mm. I think I understand it. When you say good and the bad envy, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, but from what I understand, do you mean bad envy in the sense of for example, something I wish I had, and then a good envy in the sense that well, when you look at someone and you say, "Wow, they're doing very well," and you see, you observe their their their, their growth, or am I getting the wrong picture? No, you're on the right track. Inshallah, okay. I'm on the right track here. Yeah. It's, it's more about bad envy. Yeah. Is for the example, let's say, let's say you have a mansion, right? And you're a multimillionaire. Yeah. Okay. I don't say mashallah. Uh, uh, okay. Or I don't. I don't say you know what. Uh, Ahmed Abbas, he has, mashallah, a mansion one day And he's mm. a multi-millionaire one day, inshallah Inshallah Well, inshallah, he can sponsor the podcast yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get us another camera, inshallah But in, in all honesty, is that you can have that God can give you that risk, yeah. that wealth And that good health, inshallah mm. But we don't say alhamdulillah And we don't say, you know what? Barakallah Or for God example, give God give you more mm. You know, make him happy, keep him successful that's what happens and you get bad envy. But the moment you start to say, MashaAllah, Alhamdulillah, I am happy that you are successful in life. I am happy that you have no issues in life, inshallah. Oh Allah, make me the same or something similar. That's like good envy. So where, it's good envy where you a don't, bad thing? Where you you are, it, it is envy at the end of the day because it falls in the same category. I see what you mean. Because so you, you are still looking at them with your eyes. Right, you right. You're observing their, their, what, what mm, they have and you're mm. conscious of what they have. But at the same time, you... you 
you you wish them well, but you're you also, wish them well, but you want the same. You want you want to, you see, for example, you're in that's the good envy. The fact you say, yeah. Alhamdulillah, Mashallah, Allah give me, you know, you're the one who ultimately gives to everyone. Yeah, that's good envy. It's how many times you see, for example, you're in the masjid, you see someone, Mashallah, their prayer is really good. And you think, mm. wow, this guy really can concentrate in his salah. Or wow, this guy has such a beautiful voice. You know, you hear some some uh, scholars on the member, or you hear say Ali Radawi or something. Mashallah, his voice is fantastic. And then you, you kind of think like, I wish I could recite like that. Or I wish I could, I wish I could uh, pray like that. Or I wish I could dress like that. For example, you know what I mean? And some people have that and you can transform that into a good energy. Good energy, that's the word. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? A nice energy mm. where you think, God give him more. I, I love the way he represents us and our community. And I wish I could do the same as him. Yeah. Maybe that's something which we can think about. Maybe it's, it's, it's we should transform us uh, ourselves from yeah. maybe... So when you have that thought and that mentality and that way of thinking... It's not going to turn into hasad. Right. Like it's not going right, to turn right. into that evil eye where it can now go and destroy mm. that person's life, that person's livelihood, even destroy marriages. Yeah. You know, there's, we have ample of stories, mashallah, we hear. Well, I, I, I can't say they're all true, but we have this thing where we blame everything on hasad. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we, we take a trip, we fall down the stairs, someone put the eyes on. Yeah, yeah. My car broke down, they jinxed my car. You know, people have this mentality. You know, we, we were recording a different podcast recently, mm. if you remember, and one of the brothers said to us outside of the recording, he's married into another culture. And this brother said to us, he goes, I find that that community always talks about hasad. Welcome to the Iraqi culture. <laughs> <laughs> so he said to us, he's like, he's like, um, he goes, every time, for example, someone's eating soup, and they're wearing a white hoodie, like this beautiful white hoodie I'm wearing. <laughs> and they and they spill soup on their hoodie. Why are you giving me evil eye, bro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the yeah. guy's like, what are you talking about? You're eating your food. What have I got to do with it? I'm mm. not giving you envy. I'm mm. not giving you evil eye. If you can't control your hand and your spoon, that's not my fault. There are some people, the point he's trying to make is, yeah. there's some people who will classify everything as envy and hasad. And there are obviously those who maybe disbelieve in it or mm. don't aren't aware of it and think, you know, I'm living my life. There's good and there's bad. God does not test someone more than the soul can bear and all of these things and cliche phrases and stuff like that. So they say, look, my 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 livelihood is in God's hands. My yep. is in God's hands. Whatever he does to me, I'll accept. That's not really the entire approach we should have. Of course, all goodness and blessing come from Allah and all trials and tribulations come from Allah. But we should be aware that Allah has given us sometimes blessings and uh, tests mm. for uh, to be a lesson for us, yeah. and that we should react to them in the right sort of ways. Well, and, and it's right you mentioned that because you know a lot of people are seriously immersed in this world, yeah. where they think everyone is out there against them. Yeah, everyone's eye is on them. You know, if, if they're running a business, let's say, and you know we know Alhamdulillah many blessed individuals who run successful businesses. Yeah, but sometimes throughout the stage of their work, their work life, something goes wrong down the line. Let's mm. say they have a financial strain or sales are not doing as great as they normally should be. He's just spending less time at work and he's blaming everything on Hasid. Yeah. So as the, the moment you sort of realize, you know, Hasid is not the blame to everything. Yes, mm. evil eye can come and, you know, uh, affect our lives in different ways, but not everything is on evil eye. Do you find that, if you don't mind me asking, because obviously you mentioned the Iraqi community, yeah? Do you find that this affects some communities more than others? In terms of blaming things or, or, or talking about it. Yeah, like, so I'm not going to generalize on all the Iraqi uh, community around the world everywhere. But mm -hmm. I know, like, I can enter every house and they'll have blue eyes everywhere, for example. Mm -hmm. Especially, like, Iraqi homes. I'm sure there's other, like, maybe possibly, like, North African, Arab. They have these things in their home. But you'll find, for example, a blue eye 
or for, for example, if you see something nice in their house, and you know there's actually people, if they, if they see something nice in their house, Alhamdulillah, I'm one of the, those people who say, MashaAllah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I like that, okay, it's nice. Not in a way of, I wish I had that. Mm. Hopefully I don't have these intentions and thoughts. But you'll never get invited to that house again. Yes. So that there are communities in Iraq. I'm aware this. of these people. I've heard about this, yeah. They shut their doors. When you compliment. Even to their own family members. They're scared. They feel like, okay, if this guy comes and he sees like we bought a new TV stand, he's going to do hasad. I bought a 60-inch plasma TV stuck on the wall. Mm-hmm. He's going to do hasad. <laughs> it's crazy to <laughs> it's, like, it's a crazy way of thinking that people have. I don't blame them because it's like cultural. Best, it's it, it, you shouldn't like immerse yourself in that world. Mm. I'm just checking now. Sorry, I was just reading on my phone. Mm. There's this verse, Surah number four, verse 54, the Holy Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Or do the people envy other people because of what Allah has given them from His bounties? Yeah. And it's clear as day when Allah mentions this in the Holy Quran that Allah's proclaiming that any blessings you have come from Allah and people yeah. will be envious of you and they'll be jealous that Allah's given you. Why has God given him this? Why has God, God given her this? For example, it could be a case of marriage. Marriage, like you said, is a big one. Mm. So why, why did he get to marry the girl he likes, but I was put into an arranged marriage? Why did this couple get to go on a honeymoon to Bali and I didn't get to go, I went to, on a honeymoon to Birmingham, <laughs> for example. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And you get cases like this, and very common, I think, in a younger community, um, subconsciously, where you think like you're comparing each other and you're comparing your lifestyles. Some people, young couples, live in big houses and some don't. Some earn lots of money and some don't. And everything becomes very material. And you judge people's success and happiness based on their public their, yeah. their public appearances. Yeah. You know how they publicize their wealth, their lifestyle, their happiness, and so on. So, and there's another hadith, and you may need to remind me, Said, or I, I can double check. It's something along the lines of the the, the disease of the soul being hasad. That Hasid eats the soul. I might might have the wording wrong. Yeah. Like fire burns the wood. If I'm not mistaken, I, will I know to you're paraphrasing check. this. I am paraphrasing. I have come it. across something it. extremely similar to this. Yes, yes, and it just goes to show that Hasid can eat into you, into you. The disease of the soul mm. is called that for a reason, and that is because Hasid or envy or jealousy can take over you. Everywhere you look, you have a jealousy. You might look at someone and and, and uh, even non unknowingly wish ill on them because mm. you're not happy with with what they've been given mm. Mm. yes i mean i i pray to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to you know remove any evil eye from everyone out there including yeah. ourselves inshallah not yeah. that I, I think i have any eyes on me but in, in all honesty i think sometimes we are to blame for the hasad that comes to us mm-hmm. and if we look around and especially in this day and age just open up social media mm-hmm. and you enter a world of everyone happy no one shares online their mis- misery by the way it's yeah. very rare extremely rare unless they want sympathy or they want to share something that's they feel like it's of value to people best at the people only share success people only share happy moments people only show the the most precious moments of their life to the world and there are people out there you need to understand they wish they have that yeah and they don't have that of course they're gonna put the eyes on you and if you're showing your mansion to everyone yeah if you're showing all your supercars to everyone if you're showing the holidays you're going on the amazing you know food you're having at the most fanciest restaurants people are gonna put the eyes on you at the end of of day so you're to blame don't blame hasad all on hasad and don't blame everything that happens wrong in your life to hasad but you are part of the problem Mm. you've allowed this door to open where everyone has now got the eyes on you ultimately the fact you're sharing everything, part of your life online, yeah. all your happiness online, you've entered their eyes on you. Mm-hmm. 
Correct, I yeah, completely yeah, agree. Yeah, I've yeah. just double-checked the hadith. It is uh, from the Holy Prophet Muhammad sallallahu mm. alayhi wa sallam, where he says, avoid jealousy for it destroys the good deeds, the amal you have done, as fire destroys and burns through wood. Mm. And it just goes to show this is from the Holy Prophet himself. And the word of uh, the Prophet is the word of Allah. So it's it's easy for us to understand this. And just want to add, Sayyid, of course, like you said, social media is a big one, mm. okay? It's very easy for us in this day and age to publicize sin, to publicize um, uh, your your blessings and unknowingly to make public to people what you have that like you said people other people may not have so we need to be very conscious when we're posting online you may be tweeting you may be putting out snapchats you may be putting out pictures on instagram you're showing people your holidays like you said your cars your your home wherever it is your happy marriage your wedding photos your children stuff like that be very careful with this thing yeah, you know, yeah brothers yeah, sisters yeah, yeah. especially for example you know like on on, on instagram you, you have i you probably know this i have the i have close friends I'm very, yeah, the green circle. The green circle. Yeah. I'm very, 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 very like I, I like using that feature, and I'm very careful about using it because I know that the people I'm I'm adding to this list are a handful of people who I trust and I know well. Yeah. And for me, I, I know sure you're not hiding from the government. Yeah. <laughs> I know they've got, inshallah, they've got good, they've got like a good, you know, relationship yeah. with me and they never wish ill on me. Mm. And I don't, I'm not saying that other people would, but you know, you have to be careful, especially when you're sharing personal things online. We do. And you know, Ahmed, you know, the fact that hasad exists. Yeah. So for anyone who has like this confusion or doubt, it exists. Hadith prove it. And even the Quran speaks about envy people, jealous people. This all stems from. And directs towards hasad. Yeah. What can someone do? Like let, let's let's say, you know, everyone's got the eyes on me. Not me, in case everyone's got the eyes on me, hypothetically. Yeah. Is there something we can do? Of course. That we can sort of ease any eye on us or any calamities that's gonna befall on us due to hasad? Yeah. I know we the Quran has like certain chapters and verses that can protect us. Of course. Do you know them? Yes, yes. Well, I hope I know some of mm. them. There's so many um, gems, pearls of guidance from our ulama, from our uh, Islam, from the Holy Quran. You know when the Holy Prophet says, I leave behind the Quran and the Ahlul Bayt. Yeah. Literally take both of them. Don't mm. just take the, he didn't just say, I leave behind the Ahlul Bayt. Use the Quran and the Ahlul Bayt. And inshallah, you will not be guided. Uh, you'll be guided uh, to the straight path. You won't mm. be astray. Now, before we get into those, there are obviously things which are not directly towards hasad, but there are things which may save you from difficulties in general. For example, we know, of course, the traditions which stay if you give sadaqah in the morning, it yeah. will keep you away from 70, which is metaphorical, 70 bala or 70 difficulties that you may face, trials and tribulations Try, across yeah, the day. Yeah. Of course, before you sleep, it's recommended to recite uh, the four quls. Or the Ma'udatain. Ma'udat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if I'm not, I may, maybe I've mispronounced it. No, you said it right, but it's normally Ma'udat. I, I think yeah. it's, it's something I've I, heard so I many grew variations. up hearing Ma'udat. Yeah, yeah. But the one you mentioned, I've heard of pulpits. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. And specifically Surah Al-Falaq and Surah Al-Nas. Surah Al-Nas yeah. And we know Surah Al-Falaq is the, is, is ex discussing the threats that come from the externals. Mm. In specific, the jinns and... Um, that sort of, which we'll get into this conversation. And Surah Al-Nas, which talks about the internal threats, the internal whispers, mm. for example. Um, should we talk about that now? Because it's kind of linked to the black magic topic. Mm. Go on, go on. Yeah. You kick it off. Okay, okay, cool. So, you know Surah Al-Falaq? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Min sharim ma khalaq. Min sharim ghaskin idha wa qab. Min sharim nafathatin fil. Uqad. What does that mean, Sayyid? 
نفاتات في الأقد. ومن شر I hope I'm not wrong here. بس عقد means knots. Correct. And نفافات The people one, who blow into knots. People who blow on the knots. Yeah. Now the story which is behind this, which I think we've heard in, in recent days, is uh, actually a story from the time of the Holy Prophet Muhammad and Amir al-Mu'mineen alayhi salam. And there was a man who came to the Holy Prophet and he said there are those who are trying to cast black magic and who have envy on you. So mm. they took a piece of the Holy Prophet's hair and they tied it on a knot And they tied 11 knots across that piece of hair and uh, they hid it somewhere. Yeah. Now, obviously, whether you feel the Prophet can be affected by these things or not is a philosophical discussion we don't want to get mm. into today. Mm. So Allah told the Holy Prophet through guidance and through, uh, uh, through the angels that this is the situation. The Holy Prophet gathered a couple of companions and he told Amir al-Mu'mineen, there is a well, jump inside the well, there's a rock. Lift up the rock, because obviously Amir al-Mu'mineen was the strongest one. Lift up the rock. Under the rock, you'll find this piece of hair with seven knots tied on it. Mm. The Holy Prophet told him, for each of the knots, I want you to recite each of the ayah. There's 11 knots. In Surah Al-Falaq and Surah Al-Nas combined, you have 11 ayahs. Yes. Correct? Bismillah ar-Rahman him. Qul odha bi rabbi falaq. Min shara ma khalaq. Min shara al-ghaski anda wa qab. Min shara nafata tafil qadu. Min shara hasin anda hasad. قل أذ برب الناس مالك الناس إله الناس من شر وسواس الخناس الذي وسوس في صدور الناس من الجنة ون ناس total eleven five and six. Yeah. Amir al-Mu'minin was told to recite one ayah on each knot, and it would dispel the black magic that was put on the Holy Prophet. Beautiful. And it was because there were women in Arabia at the time who would blow on these knots. And would curse the Holy Prophet They were not just the men who would Politicize and wage war on the Holy Prophet But there were also those who hid in the dark of the night Like the Quran says mm. And would cast black magic spells on the Holy Prophet So it just goes to show that envy Black magic, these things are part and parcel Of Islamic history They're part and parcel of the threats that we face in society mm. So we have to be conscious of this But yeah, I, sorry, I know it's a bit of a long-winded story No, it's a nice story I, I find it fascinating Because a yeah. lot of people say like magic doesn't exist We're going to prove magic exists. Okay, how are we I'm not a magician. Yeah. And, and Ahmed's not a wizard. But everyone magically <laughs> is going to hit the subscribe button. Yeah. <laughs> we like that. We like that. We like that. That's cool. But uh, in reality, you know, there's lots of people that say, you know, magic is fake. It's like a false reality. It doesn't exist. It's all hearsay. It's all fake. But if we have Quran that, you know, emphasizes on such things, if we have ahadiths and stories like the ones you mentioned right now. Yeah. It proves that magic does exist. But I don't know. A lot of people always ask, you know, can someone actually do direct serious harm to someone using magic? Mm. I know magic is a huge sin. I think it's one of the major sins, if I'm not mistaken. I just want to clarify, black magic, we're not talking about magic like people playing cards and yeah, God knows showing like but illusions all the, all with all coins this and is, stuff. This is, itself, this is part have, of it, I think. Yeah, but it's yeah. also haram. We have to say in Islam, yeah, yeah. completely haram. Yeah. But the the thing is, if we're saying this exists, and we know it exists because Islam came and said it's haram. Yeah. The fact it said haram, that means black magic did exist. Mm -hmm. Now, can people still do magic on people? Because, you know, similar to Hasid, marriage breaks down, someone done sihr, someone done magic. Uh, you know, business got burned down, someone done magic. Or, yeah. uh, or someone who starts to have like severe depression. Someone who has like severe anxiety or someone has now issues with family members. Mm. Someone who is in love with his wife randomly now hates his wife, for mm. example. They always blame someone done magic on you. Yeah. Can people actually do magic? 
I mean, to be honest, look, we, I think in the UK, we're less exposed to these things, these mm. realities. But of course, we know in a lot of our motherlands, we find these practices taking place. Yeah. And in many, especially in many tribes, it's very common. I heard there's actually countries that specialize yeah. in such things. There's, yeah. I mean, <laughs> look, alhamdulillah, for us, you and I, probably for most of the listeners, we're not exposed mm. to these things. We hear them through hearsay, through stories and so on. At the end of the day, there are some scholars who will, uh, who will downplay its relevance and existence. Yeah. And there are some who will emphasize on it. But I think the main thing is to understand that it does exist and to be conscious of it and to not overemphasize on it in your day-to-day -day life and not to blame every bala and every difficulty on black magic because maybe there is but chances are most likely there's not someone who's, who's casting mm. spells on you mm. you know but to understand that that all power lies with Belongs Allah, Allah. Yeah. And, and that's it and you seek refuge in Allah you know for example in Surah Al-Jinn yeah. Surah seven, number 72 of the Holy Quran the the jinn in the surah it's a very short surah inshallah we can all try and learn it it talks the jinn talks about how people seek refuge in them mm. you know mm. and it's crazy when you think like well these people who are spirit whisperers yes. or spirit magicians or whatever you call them seek refuge in the jinns to cast spells and to perform acts on their behalf mm -hmm. for the one who's casting spells against someone else but in that same surah the jinns say, well, they seek refuge in us, but we deny their request. If, if, if anything, we reverse it. Mm. Of course, because, you know, if you're, if you're casting a spell or you're wishing ill on someone's marriage, even if that takes place, there will be repercussions on that. Your life will become ruined as well. Allah will, will punish you for that action. Mm. You know, if you're not showing rahmah to another one of God's creation, then you know, that, that's not going to have any positive effect on you in any way. Yeah, you know, you know I've, I've come across so much videos. Sometimes people share, like, uh, these people who find magic. I don't, I don't know if you've come across them. No. But normally it's all, like, Muslim countries. Okay. And, like, Muslim imams and scholars who are going after these random places. Oh, yeah, hunting. So, so you've got, like, one person holding a water bottle, oh walking around. If it, if it falls, that's where the magic is. Or someone uh, walks around, and so I don't want to take, you know, the mickey out of these people, because I, I, I think they're fooling everyone that's watching everything. Um, and this is what's making people believe in magic, that they're showing them that magic exists. So now they can blame everything on magic. They actually actually think that if they have an issue, let's say I have an issue with you. Yeah. And if I believe in magic, I'm going to now go think this guy has the magic on me if something right. down the line happens right. to me. Yeah. And so what's going to happen I'm going to try one to get rid of this magic. So now I have to go find someone who's immersed in the world of magic. Yeah, yeah. And you can open a can of worms, honestly, because someone can do serious harm and scam you and scam your life financially. Mm. So they say, you know what? You know what? I'm going to do a reading. This person has done magic on you. Mm. You have someone you've had a fight with. Is there someone you're normally close to, but you're not friends anymore? So they play with your feelings and your memories and your brain starts to believe this magician wizard, whatever you mm -hmm. want to call them, okay? And then they scam you. They say, you know what? I can remove this magic. Pay me X, Y, Z. I'll take $10,000 or I'll take 50000 I heard some places in India, they sell kidneys for this. Oh my God. Honestly, because they wow. seriously believe, believe in this. It. Gimmicks. And then this guy goes, okay, the magic is cured. Well, nothing happens. So there is a confusion, you know, where should people go? And I, and I think it's very important to remember that you should always go back to Allah. Yeah. If you actually believe, you know, that there is a magician out there, if I can call them magician, I don't know if it's the right word, 
that they're powerful enough to do something, remember Allah is more powerful. Yeah. So th- always remember that you need to have tawakkul on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm. If you actually feel like someone has, I don't know, got eyes on you, yeah. someone has done a spell on you, cast a spell. I will laugh when I say this, but if, if you feel like you, someone has made jinns possess you, because yeah. there's actually people who actually think this is happening. Mm. It can happen. Um, just speak to Allah subhanahu yeah. wa ta'ala because Allah is the one who's going to remove this. No one else. There's no human. Honest to God, there is no human. And, uh, you know, if there's a shaitan that's whispering in you, Allah can remove those whispers. Ahsan. Just open your heart to God. Let God enter your heart and let all these thoughts of, you know, jinn, hasad, uh, sihr, all these things, just leave your heart. And I think your mind will be clearer. Yeah. 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 And yeah. especially say there's, 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 Guidance on that When we say Going back to Allah There's four things In particular From what I understand Which is advice to us Which we can do In our day to day life mm. To help us Kind of dispel This this evil Whether it's in the form Of hasad Whether it's yeah. in the form Of jinn Black magic Or whatever it is So the first of it Is to stay in the state Of tahara Okay Very important You know I wanted to mention this Yeah uh, No sorry Carry on carry No no on. go, go for no, I was going to mention this That we should um, You know When I say Have to work on Allah yeah. There are certain things that we need to do. Yeah, yeah. As you mentioned, tahara. As much as you can, stay in the state of wudu. Ahsans. And sometimes I've realized, so I don't think it's suitable to share, but I will share it because maybe you are in this position. If sometimes you feel like, you know, you have so much, um, not a doctor, but sometimes you can be affected by severe anxiety and depression and evil thoughts and you feel like everyone's after you, just see if your soul is purified. Ahsans, because yeah. many, many, many times people are in the state of Janaba for months. Yeah, yeah. There are, as in there are certain things that of course is going to come and affect you. Yeah. Certain things where God's blessings, the rahmah and mercy can't enter you when your soul is not purified. We're not saying... And the soul and the body is, are... They go are hand in hand. Yes. Yeah, they're, they're yes. interlinked. So if your body and your soul, if your body is pure, your soul will have, an, you know, it will be affected mm. by that and vice versa. If your soul is impure, it will affect your body as well because your body will be vulnerable to, to any inflictions that come mm. into you for example so mm. staying in the state of tahara so j- najasa yeah, yeah, janaba yeah. whatever yeah, it is yeah, yeah. leave it and you know we have to be familiar with the ahkam on this like yeah, we have course. to know what's right and wrong like how do you wash yourself when you go to the bathroom what do you do when you're married and you've got you know you're with your girl you know <laughs> that kind of stuff these are the kind of things that we need to be conscious of and at the end of the day you have to know how to do things according to fiqh mm. you know so that's number one staying in the state of tahara number two uh, Imam Ja'far al-Sadiq says, recite Surah Tajin, which we talked about earlier, every day, and you'll be protected from these things. Mm. Surah Tajin, very easy to learn if I'm not mistaken, it's in the last juz of the Holy Quran. I might be wrong, I can double check. But it's a very, very easy, it's one of the last surahs in the Holy Quran, and it should be easy for us to memorize, it should take a minute to recite. Number three, wear a ring on your right hand. It's you a know, sign of a mu'min Sign of a mu'min One yeah. of the five signs And it also dispels This evil from you And then you never These know These are Fairuz Fairuz Dura Najaf Aqiq Whatever it is mm. There's so many um, And you know they say When the ring cracks It means that it's dispelled something away. Okay It's repelled it Speaking of a ring cracking Go on <laughs> Yeah I don't know But the mention you mentioned I remember I had a Fairuz that cracked No way I swear to God Now you um, know We are out, yeah. And I was actually next to my mom. Yeah I remember we were sitting down in the living room, sitting down and randomly we're just talking and the ring you felt exploded. It. And I still have the ring itself, which is smashed open and the stone. I have it somewhere. 
Really? Yeah. I just remember that right now. Now it's you crazy. mentioned. Well, that, I mean, Does that mean someone's in Hassan on me? From what I understand. Yeah, no, funny. but seriously, I just. I never linked it. I mean, that's from what I understand. It's, 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 I'm looking at my ring to see if there's any cracks, but nah, alhamdulillah. No, I mean, it physically exploded. Yeah, it exploded, like yeah. popped. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's the whole concept of Islamic rings is that it repels mm. energy, evil energy from you. That's what we know. And the fourth thing wow. is not to publicize what, like, what good you have, what blessings you have yeah. openly in public. Yeah. You know, the equivalent of Instagram today, the equivalent. It, back in the time of the Holy Prophet, it's like if I had a painting, Obviously, you couldn't print things out. You got wrong to everyone's if house. I had a painting. I went to a honeymoon in Bali. I went to a honeymoon in Malaysia, for example. You're showing yeah. everyone like that. Yeah. You're not going to do that in front of 800 people, 4,000 mm. people, 200 people. Back in those days, why are you mm. going to do it now? Mm. Like, you, okay, fine. Do it with some some emotional intelligence. Like, if you're going to show people beautiful scenery, do it. You don't be like, oh, I'm so grateful. I went to the most beautiful place on my earth, me and my, my bay and all of that stuff. Chill out, man. Like, relax. Because there are people who are, who are watching that who are, why, I'm struggling to get married. Mm. You know, why is this guy, mm. he's with a good-looking girl. What's he doing? He's got money. Look at him. He's got a nice job. He's spending, how much must it cost him? Five, ten grand. You know, like, people are doing these calculations. And even they'll move on with their day. They'll forget about that thought, but they'll be annoyed. They'll be like, yeah. this guy, bro, what's he doing? Like, that is negative energy which is directed at you. Leave it out. Why are you putting yourself in that position? So the fourth thing we're told to do is to stop publicizing your blessings to the point where it can put you at risk. Yeah. In my opinion, it's okay to a degree if you say, you know, you, show, you, you, ha you go out with your friends to a wedding and you guys are all dressed in suits and you take a group picture. You look good. You're happy together. Nice. Can post I, it. Can I, take, can I take a picture with you? Bismillah. Sir. Yeah, Love it. Yeah, I'm honored to can share. I, can, I, can, I can I post on my Instagram? Well, I'm going to wear my ring just in case on that picture, just to be safe. That's what I'll say. Nah, of course, bro. Yeah. But I think this, these are the things that we're told to do. We've mm. got to take these things seriously. Yeah. You know? And you know, the last thing I'll say, if you don't mind, um, Said, is that, you know, when uh, when people have these feelings, a lot of the time it's waswas. It's, it's, it it's, it's shaitan. You know, when when, uh, when Allah says, nas, It's talking about the whispers of the, the jinn in, in your ear and in your soul The greatest of jinn is who? Iblis mm. Shaitan mm. When you get to the point where the whispers are, be are becoming part and parcel of your thought process You vocalize that You become the voice of these shaitan sh You know, satanic whispers in your yeah. ears To the point where you don't even realize But it's affected you so much Your heart has become null and void to it That you're just, your outward Outly, Speaking yeah. of shaitan, you know, you know what I learned recently? Go on. And I feel very stupid that I didn't know this. Yeah. I thought there's only one shaitan. But As there's in, actually shayateen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Foot soldiers. Oh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I didn't know. I'm 30 years old. I just found this out the other day. That, um, but there's one like... Iblis is, not, top. is the top, the top, the yeah. top G <laughs> when yeah, it yeah, comes yeah. to the satanic world. There's, there's actually shayateen everywhere. And they say yeah, for, for, for every human, there's a qareen. And that Qareen is his own like designated, designated shaitan, oh basically. God, yeah, that's so, creepy. You know how we have, mashallah, inshallah, good angels recording our good deeds. You know, everyone has like their own designated shaitan. My God, there's a Netflix series, so Designated creepy. Survivor. Here we have designated oh, shaitan. Oh my days, bro. In all, in all honesty, that that that's how. And speaking of, you know, Surah Al Nas, you know, Satan whispering in our souls. Yeah. You know, when Musa alayhi salam uh, was sent with, with, the, with, the, with the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there was a time where Pharaoh used to bring magicians and trick the people. 
and people actually believed in magic. And now this is where we learn that there is true magic and there is illusion. You know, the world of illusion where people are trained and they go to like magic school and things where they learn how to trick you. Mm. So it's mind tricks. So you may see someone do something abnormal. It's all an illusion. Everything is magic. And the, the, the nice example of this is that we know at the time of Musa again, alayhi salam, is that when Pharaoh bring the, his magicians to perform sticks turning into snakes, what did Musa do? He turned That's an it. actual stick into a snake. Yeah. Whereas the magicians didn't. And the beautiful thing about it is that those magicians accepted the word of Allah from yeah. Musa alayhi salam. Yeah. When they saw this magic, although it's not real magic, it's a miracle. Mm. We take it as a form of miracle. But his miracle beat that magic. And then if I remember clearly, those sticks that those magicians were turning into snakes were not actual sticks turning into snakes. Mm. It was an illusion. And that illusion was you had some sort of mercury to those sticks during the right shade of the right sun where it's positioned. Correct. It looks like it's moving like a snake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas Musa actually prang a real snake yeah, for yeah. the miracle. So, and... You know, speaking of Musa alayhi salam, I think it's also fair enough to speak about Suleiman alayhi salam. And, you know, Allah gave him what? The kingdom. The, the, uh, not just the kingdom. He gave him the power, the power to, speak. to control jinns. Yeah. That's mad. He could speak <laughs> to jinns, to animals. He could tr control the, the weather. Yeah. Yeah. So for someone who comes and says, you know, jinns don't exist, bro. Number one, we've got a whole chapter dedicated to jinns. Mm. Number two, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I created... And then for jinn to do what? To worship, worship him. And I found out the other day that there's Muslim jinns. Yeah. Can you believe there's actually Muslim jinns, there's Christian jinns, there's yeah. atheists, there's jinns who actually disbelieve in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, and they live just like us. Yeah. You know, they're here. So the hair, possibly even here, we can't see them. We can't hear them, but they can see us. They're, yeah, and they can hear they're, us. Yeah. But when I say we can't speak to them, there's people who actually can communicate with them. You know, we, we, and Alhamdulillah, you know, being from the school of Ahlul Bayt, we have always been warned by the Ahlul Bayt to stay far away from the world of jinn. Mm. Because, you know, there's good jinns and there's bad jinns. I mean, everyone listening, watching, they've probably had someone Experience. tell them a jinn story or something. Campfire or, nights. Or they probably know someone that says, I can, I can communicate with jinns, yeah, yeah. for example. So there's always this thing of, you know, I can't believe it. I don't believe it because they haven't seen it or they haven't experienced it or they haven't entered the world of jinn, which we should stay far away from. So they'll deny it outright. And it's the worst example to give. But like wind, you know, wind, we can't see it. Yeah. But we can feel its energy. We can hear its, you know, noises it makes when it moves the trees and things like that. Very similar a bit with the jinn. Although we can't see it, it's an unseen world. Is we're blinded to it. It exists. And some people can't feel it. Do you have any stories on jinns, by the way? Um, I think everyone's got stories on jinns, Sayyid. Mm. Um, from on my personal experience, yeah, yeah, yeah. nothing that I can share. Um, obviously, I've heard friends, a lot of friends, who uh, have told me stories. You told me a couple of stories. I don't think we can talk about them. Yeah, Probably a bit heavy. I, I wouldn't mention Probably a them. bit heavy. You know, I wouldn't mention them, but I'll actually mention... One experience. I'll mention one. Okay. And um, I've, I've, I've never actually said this. There's only three people who I've spoken to where I've actually experienced some abnormal activity. Shall we say I was at someone's house. Okay. 
And um, I was next to them And I was sitting on the sofa And I put my phone On the armrest of the sofa Okay Okay So now imagine I'm sitting down I'm sitting next to this person In their living room Not my house It's someone's house I put my phone On the armrest I'm chilling And here's my Actually it's on this side Next thing you know The phone goes up And hey Dashed uh, <laughs> It's mad I know And until now Sometimes I'm like Is it an illusion Am I losing my mind Am I going crazy But at that moment Ahmed At that moment I looked at the person Next to me And they looked at me Because they saw the same thing So they saw my phone Get lifted And just get dashed we acknowledged something happened, but we never spoke about it. About a few days later, we entered the conversation when we came back to the same house and we're like, do you remember what that happened? They're like, yeah. But the other person was like, just let's not talk about it because it's not the first time. So they haven't told oh me my God. that they've had um, some experiences in this house when it comes to this. Oh my God. <laughs> so for them, it was normal. And he was, yeah, I know it sounds like fake. But that's why I haven't said it. But the fact I have a witness that was there. I, I just need to ask. I need to ask Mohsen behind the scenes, bro. How are you feeling, bro? I'm feeling the chills, literally. Yeah. <laughs> I, I oh can't my believe that. Days. It's crazy when you say it, but it's that's, really that's the crazy. unseen world. Yeah. Yani, either I have, God forbid, some mental health issues. Or the person next to me has mental health issues that was with me there on the oh day. Oh my God! Phone lifted, thrown. To be honest, you hear things like this a lot, and it's 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 crazy. It's crazy. Mm. And obviously, they can spook you out. They can freak you out. I don't want to scare anyone. Nah, but guys, to be honest, you got to remember. Said Said Ali told me as well. He said that if the best thing to do is not to fear it, to to be aware of Allah's power. I had obviously a story I was telling you before as mm. well about knowing Ayatul Kursi. One of my friends had a very very very. It's a very, very scary experience where he saw mm. one face to face. And obviously, we don't want to get into it too much. Best not to talk about these things a lot. But he recited Ayatul Kursi and it helped him in the situation. So, we should all learn Ayatul Kursi. If you've got kids, teach them Ayatul Kursi. You've got younger siblings, older siblings, your parents, even if they're not aware of it, make sure everyone in your household knows it, recites it every day. Like it's for our own good at the end of the day, you know, to protect us. As soon as we finish recording, I'm going to get in my car and recite it. That's the first thing I'm going to do. Are you going to sleep tonight? Am I going to sleep tonight, bro? I don't know. You're going to sleep reciting them all that, inshallah. Honestly, honestly, full asleep recite my... You know, that was probably one of the biggest blessings, alhamdulillah, that my, my, my family taught me growing up, especially mm. my grandmother, may Allah bless her. Was to always recite the surahs before you sleep. sleep. Same you know? here, and yeah, even yeah. now, alhamdulillah. I'm doing it to my daughters. As I say, you're doing yeah. it to your daughters. I'm doing it for my son, and it's become part and parcel mm. of our life. You know, mm. it's very nice as well. I have to shout out brother Imran Ali Kaki, who's a good friend of ours. Um, he gives so many great tips on his page uh, on Instagram. I forgot his his handle, but Quran about how reciter. to teach. Sorry, the Quran reciter. The Quran reciter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, great guy, amazing friend. Hopefully, we'll have him on the podcast soon inshallah. at one point, inshallah. But he says about how to teach your kids. Surahs, like these key critical surahs. Mm. Um, so yeah, guys, if you've got anything you want to share with us, I don't really know whether you want to share our story on on the comments or not. That's entirely your choice, guys. But keep it PG, keep it keep it quite chill because you don't know how old people are who are reading the. Or comments. if you don't want to share it with the world, send it in as a DM in, or as an email. email. Yeah, yeah. And inshallah, they'll pass it on to us. Yeah, so we can get scared even better. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Aid. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't approve of that, but khair, no worries. Yeah. You guys, all, all I'm honesty, very easily scared. I think in all honesty, just remember, Allah is more powerful yeah, yeah, than all of 100, this. Percent. And try not to think about jinns and magic and hasad all the time. We're followers of minimum. Because these things literally take you away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah, 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 whereas yeah, yeah. you are here to do something completely opposite. Absolutely. Absolutely, guys. Um, wow. Heavy. I, I feel safe wearing my... Again guys Thank you um, To Fakhra.co.uk for, for sponsoring the podcast And if you are watching If you're listening Check out the link In the description below You will see A promo code After Maghrib 313 To get 20% off Any purchase you make For Fakhra.co.uk They're upcoming Really, really high-end Shia brand for clothing ships worldwide. Every donation, uh, every purchase you make, a portion of it will go to charity. And then any donation you make on top of that will go directly to those in need. What what better time is there to do this? You know, mm. we're leaving the days of Sha'aban, entering the holy month of Ramadan. This is the, these are the days where you need to look good. You've got a lot of places to go, I'm sure. Majlis and, and mosque and iftars and various other things. I'm wearing a white hoodie, which I really like, and, and thank you to them for, for gifting us these. Say's wearing gorgeous, gorgeous green army. I love this, by the way. It's beautiful, it's, isn't it's, it? It's and on the back, it says Ansar. It says Ansar, yes, yes, yes. And yes. for me, on the back, it's, it, it says number 72, with it, and it references the Shahada of Karbala. Like, these are, mm. are beautiful things, and you can wear them anywhere, really, guys. So check out the link in the description. Get your promo code 20% off on farkla.co.uk. And yeah. Anything to say before we wrap up? We'll just end with normally we start Quran with this, but we'll end with it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and we leave it there. Yeah. I don't want to talk about jinns again. <laughs> yeah, guys, honestly, crazy, crazy episode. Obviously, guys, we're gonna be coming up to Shah Ramadan. I don't even know my maths, but if I'm not mistaken, I think we have one more episode before Ramadan comes. I think we the have next about... episode is at the start of Ramadan. Well, the day of recording now, if I got my calculations right. We're stuck. I think we have one more just before Ramadan. Or I think the next episode is like the when the Ramadan starts or something. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's been an amazing few months, but this is where it gets big, guys. So in Ramadan, inshallah, we're going to try our best to release more than four podcasts across the month. As you know, we do one a week. We're going to try and do maybe a couple a week if we can. So maybe six or eight in Ramadan. But we need suggestions, we need topics. We've got a few amazing guests lined up, a few amazing discussions lined up, but we want to hear from you. So get in touch with us, let us know, hit that subscribe button. Uh, we're trying to hit that next milestone um, on all social media platforms and on YouTube, of course. So, yeah, smash that subscribe button and we will see you next week. Assalamu alaikum. Take care, stay safe.